0: This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better.
1: Welcome back to Life Made Better. The podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and challenges. Today we are very excited to be interviewing Laura Bland who is a cheerleader of women and co-founder of Love Thy Body Project. Lovely to have you here today Laura. Thank
0: you very much for having me.
1: So can you tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and what you're currently doing?
0: Absolutely. I am a mum of one, which is more than enough for me. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) I'm based in Leicestershire in the UK with my partner and my daughter. We've got a crazy cat. And as you've said, I am a cheerleader of all women and I'm co-founder of Love Thy Body Project, which came about through networking essentially. So I've previously focused on helping women with getting more active, leading a healthier lifestyle, understanding kind of different elements about nutrition, what actually serves them well and what doesn't. And what I discovered through that is that actually a lot of people that I was working with came to me with a goal of weight loss or a goal of, I want to fit in this outfit or I want to be a certain size. And it didn't really matter what work they did or if they hit that goal, it didn't actually change how they felt about themselves didn't change their internal beliefs it didn't grow their self-confidence or their self-love or their self-worth and it became apparent when I was working with other people and I'd never really joined the dots when I'd been on that journey myself when I'd you know gained weight lost weight got fit got lazy and all those kinds of things it never really sank in that the goal that I was working towards wasn't the right one and as I was working with other women and I was seeing that and I was understanding that actually they felt no better about themselves it shifted my emphasis from the physical into more about mindset and self-love and self-care and i'd previously took part in a in a project where i shared a lot about my backstory and how i'd first got started in business anyway which is a whole journey in itself and essentially i was inspired to make a change by my partner because he had to undergo amputation surgery because of an injury that he'd got. So he lost the lower right half of his leg and seeing his personal change and the way he adapted and refused to let that kind of hold him back or prevent him from doing things kind of sparked me into thinking, well, actually there's more to life and there's more to what can be achieved. And I kind of been on this journey and I shared that story within a book and I met some incredible women through that process. And now I partner with them and we run Love Thy Body Project, which is all focused on self love and self care and self belief and just working at understanding who you are and where your own negativity has come from, where that, you know, that negative self talk, how we can get rid of that. And I do still spend a lot of my time talking about exercise and nutrition. But with the focus that that is to support your journey and it's to support your mental health and your physical health and it's not the goal it's not the focus it's on the fringes and we just aim to inspire and help thousands of women and for them to then help the younger generation and not pass on their own kind of negative beliefs to their own children. Because a lot of these things start from, you know, when we're really young, that's where our beliefs come from and it's the experiences that we have. And if we can empower the current generation to talk differently, behave differently, view themselves differently, and hopefully they pass that down to their children and they pass that down to their children, and essentially, You know eventually we're doing less work because there are less people struggling with their own place and with their own self-worth so -hmm. that's what we do we try and work with you know as many people as we can in lots of different ways and it's just about sharing and inspiring and giving that that fresh look that fresh piece of hope because we're all experiencing completely different things and we all have different ways different mechanisms to cope with stress and negativity and life and going through the pandemic I think has shown you know a lot of people that they're capable of a lot more than they thought they were but also it's shown a lot of other people that they need to ask for help and not keep everything contained and, and hold up inside because eventually that just comes firing out in a negative manner.
2: Mm, I'm hearing so many beautiful things in there, Laura. I would like to try and flag them and point Mm -hmm. them out. But first I want to begin by acknowledging you because I think it is a beautiful way of seeing some purpose, acknowledging the people that are around you and then being determined to say, okay, I'm here to help you and I'm here to change this for you for the better. So there's definitely a lot of value in the work that you do. So congratulations and acknowledgements your way. Thank um, you. A couple of things that I'm hearing is obviously in order to change something and make that change sustainable, mm-hmm. you really have to get underneath it, which is what you were seeing with your clients when they were just going to say, I want to fit in this dress size. And then even though they would have managed to get in there, their happiness Was not changing, which I think is one of the very key reasons why you need to dig and understand that why. So, I guess my first question for you would be what have you seen has been the main difference in making this shift, in making this change, and helping them sort of see this bigger picture for them to go on and achieve that goal or even change that goal that they thought it was in the first place?
0: yeah so i mean one of the key things really it's like you're saying if if we're going to make a change that's actually going to be lifelong and it it's going to make a really positive impact then we need to be committed to it for the right reasons and particularly with fitness or weight loss or size related goals we tend to go all out for a very short period of time and then we burn out because we've attempted too much, too quickly and all in one go. We do massive changes to our nutrition, to the foods that we're eating. We suddenly go from zero exercise to expecting ourselves to be in the gym or at a workout class or out running, you know, six days a week. And it's just not sustainable. So being able to actually get to the, you know, the root of the goal, is it actually that you spent a lot of time not feeling Pretty enough, or not feeling worthy, or not feeling like you could be loved, and then where have those feelings come from? It changes the whole emphasis. So then it's not about changing every single habit that you've got, it's not about being in the gym five days a week for two hours a day. It becomes more about what's achievable and sustainable and what's enjoyable. And then we see those changes that link together and create that positive spiral effect. So because we're working on beliefs and how we can change that negativity and how we can bring more positivity in, we start to see other benefits. So we start to appreciate the body that we have actually got and what it already does for us. And it's not about punishing ourselves because we had a Chinese and a couple of glasses of wine at the weekend. We exercise because it's fun and it's enjoyable. And for me, I'm a regular exerciser, but that is maybe half an hour in our garage doing some workouts. It's not travel to the gym or spend two hours there or pay out for a PT or something. And I know that I do it because I enjoy it, but I also know that I do it because it supports my mental health. And if I go for kind of two or three days where I've not done some form of purposeful exercise, then I am much quicker to be annoyed by something my Mm. tolerance level for things really takes a hit and when you're you know when you are spinning multiple plates and you're juggling different things and you're managing family life and home life and work life and you're working towards different goals you need to kind of be in the best mental space that you can be because you need to be able to be resilient to when something challenges you and it throws you off course a little bit so for me yes there's a, a physical benefit to exercise and it's obviously an overall health benefit but i am much more kind of committed to it because of my mental health and equally because of my partner he suffers horrendously with depression and anxiety and exercise is the only thing that kind of keeps that at bay for him that keeps that in check um and there's you know loads of different reasons for, for why he struggles so much but if he can't get out and do that physical activity and just move his body he can't clear his mind he can't get out of the negativity he can't get out of that pain kind of space and it really impacts him so once we get underneath and we understand where mm-hmm. where has the pain come from quite often some sort of emotional pain that's driving us to think that we need to make a physical change and if we can understand it and we can work on that then we can adapt what we think we should be doing. And that's probably the biggest thing for me that I've seen in terms of, you know, understanding where did it come from in the first place? How do we actually tackle that belief? And then you can move forwards in a more realistic, wholesome approach.
1: Hmm. Laura, I'm loving this whole conversation, mainly because I also have so many beliefs, the same as you, that if we start from loving ourselves and realizing what our body can do for us then we don't do it in a punishing way. We do it because we need to move. We're designed to move as human beings. And we do feel better when we move. Even, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't feel better when they've been for a walk or got Mm. their heart rate up. And there's so much science to show how healing it is for the brain, how healing it is for the body. So I'm loving your project. I'm so pleased that you've come on our show today. And I'm so pleased that you're giving women a different reason to exercise about feeling good and how that helps our emotional resilience. I'm very much like your husband. If I don't exercise six times a week, and it's not punishing, Mm -hmm. if I don't move my body, I can feel very low. And that is what drives me to get out in the fresh air or same as you do a gym exercise. I do weights at home. So, so many different options for people, but I'm also loving the fact that you're getting people together to support each other because that's what really sustains change when people can help each other.
0: That's it. And um, one of the things that we talk about within Love Thy Body Project is the power of sharing your own story because for every one of us that's, you know, made it through our struggles or found a way to connect more positively with ourselves or found that one tool that really had an impact on us for every one of us that's achieved that there's 10 other women 10 steps behind us that aren't there yet and they're still struggling and they still think that they can't achieve it or they won't achieve it so being able to talk and share whether it's really positive or actually it's quite negative and you're in the sense of you can share the things that didn't work as much as the things that have worked but just being a bit more open and, and having that environment where you can share it helps those other women because it helps them to see well actually there is still hope i can still achieve it and maybe that one thing that you share that worked for you maybe it works for one of those other women it might not work for the other nine but you've just helped one other person and that's always worthwhile
1: yeah i think that is so important because it's so personal isn't it and it's very much dependent on how fit you are already whether five or ten minutes exercise is going to make you feel good or not and what type of exercise is so dependent on who you are and what you've done before and what belief systems you have about it I mean I have you know quite a lot of women that come to me and because they punish their body when they were younger through sport they have quite a negative feeling towards the exercise now it feels too punishing so even to have to help reprogram that is a is huge. So the fact that everybody is sharing their story and they know it's not abnormal to feel that they're not feeling good as soon as they start exercising and that's okay too. Whatever they're feeling is okay. It's it. it's all part of it, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Mm. But what I'm loving hearing from both of you
2: actually is that, and I think it is a big difference, you're touching based on feeling, which I think it is the underlying message of everything. This exercise routine or practice if you wish is all about feeling good it's not so much about looking good it's feeling good and let's just say as well that when you feel good you look good and looking good is not a parameter of like if you are in the Vogue magazine cover and you are, you know, what it used to be like the 1960s, 1990s, then you look good. No, looking good is many different ways, in many different meanings. And I think that is something quite important to to speak about. It, like, the whole point is about feeling good. Let's just forget how you look and whether you're a size 8 or a size 14 it doesn't matter. Let's just focus on what goes inside. If you're feeling good, if you're doing it because you want to carry on with that feeling and it makes you feel better, then you're
1: in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Could you explain some of the actual things that you do with the women to help them love their body?
0: One of the exercises that I like to work on with women is quite it's challenging in terms of looking at language so essentially I I get them to take a piece of paper look in the mirror and write down all the negative things about themselves so we've all got something that we don't like and it doesn't matter how much you've worked on self-love or self-confidence or body confidence there's always an element that you don't love and for me self-love isn't about love every inch of your skin because it's an unrealistic kind of thing to aim for. So we write down everything that we don't like when we look in the mirror and set that aside. And then I get them to repeat the exercise, but with someone in mind that they know that they love and respect. So it's a physical person that you know that you love and respect. You think of them and you write down all the negative things about them. And the difference is when we write about ourselves, even if it's only two or three things, it comes really quickly and it's easy to write it down. When we then think of that person that we love and respect, we can't write anything because we love and respect that person. And we understand that if we were to write things down, we are being mean and we're not being kind and we're not showing compassion. And it's just, it really challenges that understanding of actually, it starts with respect for ourselves, And once we can start to build that, it gets harder to say those mean things about ourselves. So we work on that initially as an exercise just to kind of challenge that initial thought process and to start to bring the understanding. And then what I get women to do is to just pick off one item from that list, one thing that they don't currently love about themselves and then to find three positives. So for me, I don't love my upper arms. I look at them in photos and I always think they look big and they're like a bit wobbly and I've got the bingo wings going on. I can do as many, I can't do as many, but I could do hundreds of push-ups or tricep dips or kickbacks or bench dips or, you know, whatever you want. I've tried it all and it never feels like it makes a difference. I still see photos and I think, oh my God, they look huge. And in the past, that would have driven the kind of clothes I would have chosen to buy and wear. So I wouldn't have gone for strappy tops or sleeveless tops or anything like that. I'd have been conscious to either have, you know, like a t-shirt sleeve or wear a cardigan. So we take one of those elements off that list of the things that we don't like and we find three positives. So for me, it's that my arms allow me to hold and comfort my daughter. They allow me to carry the shopping that I'm fortunate enough to be able to buy. And if I want to, I can hold hands with either my daughter and my partner as we're walking down the street. So then when that negative thought comes in, I can push it aside with those three positives that I've already thought of, I've already prepared, I know that they're there because I know that at some point, the negative thought will come. And I think a lot of the time there's this misconception that work on self-love or on body confidence means you eradicate the negative. And actually, it's not about that as such, it's about understanding where that negative comes from, and being able to turn it to a positive much faster. So you don't stay in that negative space you don't stay in negative mindset so we do that work and then that's the kind of thing then that can become ongoing because you find your magic three and then you move on to the next element you know what else challenges you and you create your magic three for that even you know just last year i saw a photo where i was at a party i was out in spain i was at a party i was in a bikini i'd got my arms up in the air over my head and my first thought was oh my god look at the size of my arms and, you know, that negative still came in, even though I've done all this work. But then my next thought was, yes, but they're strong, etc. You know, and it's just about bringing in that respect and acceptance and then you can build the layers of love on top of that so that you are much kinder to yourself.
2: Yeah. And I think it's all about understanding that the negative feeling in itself or the negative thought is not gonna go away is something that is you know it will perhaps stay with you for a long time but is as you know Florida I like to say is becoming acquainted it's like knowing that that inner critic or that negative voice is gonna show up at some point and it's understanding where that voice is coming from and saying thank you very much for your thought I'm choosing not to pay attention to that today but I heard you thank mm-hmm. you and be able to let go and, and move along. I think, you know, I recently posted on, on my social media that I had a, a similar experience where I woke up and I wasn't feeling the prettiest. And they, without me saying anything, you know, I was having breakfast with my children and my daughter said like, mom, you always look beautiful. And that right there, kind of stopped me on my tracks because for once it it stopped my negative thinking from going any farther I was like oh hang on a minute what have you said to trigger your daughter saying that let's do a a brain check here (laughs) but also it allowed me to flip it and 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 you know kind of like do it the other way around I was like okay she's able to see this off me Why am I not able to see it? And what are all the other things or the beautiful things that my children have said about me that will allow me to see myself from that perspective? And I think that's the other key perspective. When you're Mm -hmm. able to bring that in, as you were saying, Laura, it's like, yeah. You may see yourself with fat arms but those fat arms are helping you today to do X y and Z so bring that perspective in and choose the thought I would say that is going to help you move forward in the best way
1: yeah and there's nothing more beautiful is there than the woman that's got some confidence no matter what their arms are like or no matter anything when they just zoom their energy is it's always beautiful it doesn't matter what they look like so sometimes when we focus on that negative we haven't got that beautiful energy we we kind of stop it coming out don't we because we're focusing on something that is not that important in the long run you know my sister is a size 22 and she doesn't care and she is beautiful because she doesn't care (laughs) she has that energy of it you know she she has got learning difficulties so she doesn't focus on it But everywhere she goes, people love her. And it's because she loves herself. And there is something beautiful about a woman that's just got that energy and not focusing on the negative. Because let's face it, what we focus on grows, doesn't it? So -hmm. that's lovely that you're getting people to be aware of what they're thinking and then changing it and accepting that might be my arms, but it's not the total person who I am. And my arms can do different things and just be there to look good. Mm -hmm.
0: That's it. And, the, and there are so many different elements, like you say, in terms of no one single thing defines us. And we've had all these different experiences, life experiences that led us to be the people that we are. We're made up of lots of different personality types. We've all got different senses of humour. And there's a lot of differences within people that actually should just be celebrated. And we shouldn't focus on what is the kind of ideal, how should people look or... What colour hair is better than another, which size do we want to be? You know, so many things are out of our control anyway, so why focus on those? You know, it's much, much better to, to kind of focus on one, the things that we can control, and two, the positivity that we can bring, and it's making a choice. Each day it's making a choice to get up and to see the good things and to focus on the good things and, you know, not be the glass half empty person. And it takes time and effort and that's not your natural state and does take thinking about and you have to put some tools in place to help you with that so you know some people love meditation or journaling or positive affirmations um, and it's just about finding the right areas that again become natural within your own kind of lifestyle and that can become positive habits you know, after a while, it's not that you're working at it, it's just that you're sustaining. And I think that's really important for people to try and appreciate as well that if you can choose, then you can change.
2: Mm, that, is, that is a beautiful perspective. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm curious, Laura, because you mentioned that you have also published a book, called loving Die body is this something that you cover in this book something for our listeners to learn more about can you tell us a little bit more about sure. it what what are they going to find when they get their hands on it
0: <laughs> i can i can so um we've got two books that are available at the moment one which is written by myself anna and serena so they're my two partners in crime and um, we run love thy body project together so we've we bought our book earlier this year which partially shares our own journeys. So I talk about, um, kind of the struggle in terms of, you know, weight loss goals and my on-off relationship with exercise and not doing it for the right reasons. And I share the things that worked for me to change my mindset, change that emphasis. And I include exercises that people can do like the one that we've talked about in terms of finding your magic three, getting that positivity. Anna shares a lot about her journey particularly postpartum in terms of being desperate to be able to get back to exercise and how she punished herself you know her body physically Um, and she went so far as to actually train to be a trainer so that she could be exercising even more as she was working with other people and stuff and she talks a lot about her mental health and how she really struggled and she's got autistic twins and kind of the impact that that's had on her and also you know just being a twin mum in terms of impact on her physical body having twins and she also then gives her kind of tips and exercises and tools that you can use and Serena is our sexual empowerment coach so she talks a lot about how she very much felt judged because she was a teenage mom herself when she had her first child and she felt really judged and she was always worried about what other people would think and that she was doing something wrong or that they would assume that she was couldn't be a good mum because she was so young and then she talks about her journey kind of into sexual confidence and knowing her own body and knowing what she wants and again tools and techniques that other women can put into place a lot of stuff around relationships and how we can open the lines of communication that was the book that we did as co-founders and that's available on amazon and then we've just released another book where that's called
1: love thy body is it that book yeah
0: love yeah. thy body unleash your power And then we've got Love Thy Body, Real Life Stories, Volume One, which gives a hint that there'll be another, um, (laughs) where we've mentored 23 other women to share their story with the purpose of just giving hope to others that are struggling. And it's not all about body confidence or looks. We've got stories of childhood abuse. We've got stories of women that felt their bodies had failed them. They had to have IVF treatment. We've got breast cancer survival. And then we've got the body dysmorphia and the eating disorders and all that kind of stuff. And that's just a collection of their journeys in their words just to show what they've been through and how they've traveled that path. And then they've shared things that have helped them. And then it's there to just inspire and give hope and show that, you know, even on the really, really dark days, it does get better. And that's available on Amazon as well.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that you said, you know, you can change when you do need to train yourself don't you to change it It won't just happen if you've been programmed for 30 40 years to think one way it does take time to reprogram so reading the book could be a great start and what you said earlier about kids picking up from parents already my 12 year old daughter because I think more from TikTok is worrying about her body Mm -hmm. and why she doesn't look like some of the other girls on TikTok and how I'm already having to do a lot of work on her confidence herself and not putting her validation on what her body looks like so I think it's key as parents that if we have any challenges ourselves, that we do get to the bottom of it because it does it just repeats the cycle doesn't it let's be honest what they, they copy what they see and We can't change that is how children learn. So I just think it's amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better?
0: I have made my life better by just taking a leap of faith that I am enough. Oh, how
2: beautiful is that? Yes, ladies and and men listening to this, (laughs) it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You are enough. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to our awareness. I think most definitely people would will need to hear that today. So there you go. You heard it from Laura Bland himself. <laughs> Laura, I'm sure people would love to connect with you, reach out to you, find out more about your projects. Where can they do so? And we'll pop the links in the comments, but you know, where can they find you?
0: So on Facebook, you can find our um, community if you just search for Love Thy Body Project. And if you want to connect with me directly, you can find me on Instagram, Laura B Empowered Words. Amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure so many people will be um, connecting with you. I know I will have friends that will be connecting with you (laughs) who often ring me up with the same questions and I'm like, I'm not your coach, I'm your friend. (laughs) (laughs) I will send them your way. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, for one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and appreciation and please share the love. Share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like, leave a comment and subscribe. We look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love.